If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors, and add blocks. No custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise, and with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com wondersuite. That's bluehost.com wondersuite. There is always more ways you can serve your audience, more ways you can make sales, following up leads, making sure your audience knows which offer is the best fit for them making sure they know how it solves the problems they're experiencing, creating new offers to solve new problems that your audience is experiencing, re-engaging past students and clients and finding out what else you can help them with, asking your audience, what else do you need help with right now? And then creating those new offers that help them with what they want or reworking your old offers to better serve them where they're at right now. Welcome to Imperfect Action. I'm Steph Taylor. For years, I read all the books, downloaded all the freebies, and did all the courses. But it wasn't until I started taking Imperfect Action that my business had its first million-dollar year. Imperfect Action is about doing things before you're ready, prioritizing consistent action over perfect action, and moving forward, even when you're not sure you're doing it right. On this show, you can expect mindset advice, actionable marketing tips, and strategies to build a business that brings you more profit, more freedom, and even more joy. Are you on the list to get my daily biz boosters? Every day, I'll send you a bite-sized prompt designed to help you grow your business in a more intentional way. Sign up at stephtaylor.co forward slash DBB or at the link in the show notes. Hey, welcome back to Imperfect Action. This is episode 733. Ever wondered what unicorns eat for breakfast? Or maybe what they use to keep their skin looking so flawless? Well, even if I don't know those answers, I can tell you something equally as interesting and unicorn related. Over 20% of all unicorn startups are using HubSpot, and for good reason. HubSpot's all-in-one platform levels up your sales, software, and support so you can grow beyond your wildest dreams boosting leads and ramping sales along the way. They even have a constantly evolving collection of resources to help startups scale. Plus, with the HubSpot for Startups program, you can save up to 90% off your first year. I'll admit, it does sound too good to be true. But unlike that majestic and also incredibly fictitious unicorn, HubSpot for Startups is all real. To see if you're eligible to save on HubSpot and take your growth to new heights, 
Visit HubSpot.com slash startups. Today, I'm sharing a couple of the questions that I'm reflecting on as we wrap up 2023 and start to head into 2024. So a bunch of different questions that I will be journaling on or thinking about in the coming month or so as we start to really think about how the next iteration of this business will look next year. And I encourage you to take some of these questions, tweak them if you need to, to suit your business a little bit more and really set aside some time for thinking and deep reflecting. I think that's one thing that we don't do enough as business owners. We get so caught up in the day-to-day doing that we forget to take a step back and ask ourselves what our business needs from us and give our business that attention and that love that it needs from our peace and quiet and thinking time. So the first question that I am reflecting on is what is the next level of my business and what is stopping me from getting there? So what does that next level look like? What do I do in that next level of my business? What don't I do? That's just as important as the things that I do because the things that I say no to then free up my time for a more intentional yes to the things that I want to do. What is stopping me from getting to that next level of my business? For example, I have a terrible habit where I will often leave recording these podcast episodes to the very last minute and then it creates chaos for me, for my team, and that chaos is not the best use of any of our time and energy. Another thing that holds me back is believing that it's not possible for me. And I know that many of you struggle with this one as well, where it's like, oh, well, that person achieved it, but I couldn't do it because, and then you come up with a whole list of excuses and justifications why it's not possible for you. I sometimes struggle with that one as well. And then once I have a list of things that I need to change, then I can take imperfect action in my business to change those things. But I need to have that list of things to change first. And that's where taking the time to reflect on that question can be so valuable. Question number two, who does the next level of my business require me to be? So in other words, the person who attracts this kind of business would dot, dot, dot. What kind of things do I need to do and who do I need to be to attract that next level of my business? And as the captain at the helm of this business, how I show up impacts everything. And this is why I have invested tens of thousands of dollars in my own personal development and growth, coaching, mindset, all of those things, because how I show up impacts everybody. It impacts my team. It impacts my students. It impacts my audience, my listeners. And I know that when one area of my life is off, even if that doesn't directly impact my business, It has a massive indirect impact on my business because everything is connected. And sometimes my business might also require me to let go of something. For example, I have needed to let go of the need for things to be perfect, right? Because there is no such thing as perfect. And for us to produce as a team, to produce the amount of content that we put out there and for me to be able to deliver offers that really impact my audience. I can't sit around and wait for things to be perfect because otherwise they would never get done. I've also had to let go of this need for certainty because there is literally nothing that is certain other than the sun will rise tomorrow. That is 
probably the only certain thing. And even that's not a hundred percent certain. So I've had to let go of this need for certainty within my business because it definitely does not exist. There is no certainty. I've also learned that there is no such thing as a bad behavior. No behavior is bad. It all serves a purpose for us at that point in time. For example, perfectionism, that keeps me safe from failure and uncertainty. But sometimes the impact of that behavior can hold your business back from growing. And that is where you then need to make a bit of a decision around, do I want to keep doing this? So taking a minute to ask yourself, you know, how is this behavior that I don't like? How is this serving me? That can be a great reflection tool and it can help you to get a little bit out of the, you know, like shame and guilt of like, why do I keep procrastinating? Why do I keep being a perfectionist? When you start to realize actually you're doing it because it's keeping you safe or you're doing it because it's serving you in some other way, it's not necess- it's not inherently a bad thing. It's just stopping you from growing to that next level in your business. And that is a sign that you maybe need to change that a little bit. If you're enjoying Imperfect Action, I have another podcast recommendation that I think you're going to love. It's called Mistakes That Made Me. It's hosted by Iman Ismail, and it's brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. Mistakes That Made Me is the podcast that asks extraordinary business owners to share their biggest business mistake, so you know what not to do on your road to success. Now, as you know, I'm a big fan of learning from mistakes that I've made in the past, and I'm big about sharing those with you as well. So join Iman as she chats to some of the smartest minds in business about how to push through failure. On the show, she's interviewed some of the same awesome guests that you will have already met on this show, such as Tarzan Kay and Kirsty Fanton. So go on over and listen to Mistakes That Made Me wherever you get your podcasts. Question number three to reflect on. What decisions would I make if I knew my success was inevitable? What would I start doing or stop doing in my business? And maybe for you, would you start a podcast? Would you create and launch that course? Would you start showing up online, putting your face out there, doing video, doing anything online that it feels a little bit scary for you right now? How would you show up differently for your business every day? If you had a hundred percent certainty that you would succeed, would you make decisions from a place of confidence and certainty? Would you make them from a place of fear? Because decisions that come from a place of fear are often short term. They're often not serving your vision for your business. They're often not aligned with what you really want in the long term, but you're making them because you feel like you have to, to avoid this fear in the short term. One of the reasons I'm such a big fan of somebody getting a part-time job in the early stages of their business while they get their business off the ground is so that they're not having to make these decisions from this place of fear and urgency, this place of, I need to make money and I need to make it now because they know that at least they've got some income still coming in so they can make decisions that are a bit more aligned with the long term of the business rather than this short-term need to bring cash flow in. And, you know, as better decisions that the decisions that serve that longer term vision, that is how you build a business that is profitable and sustainable in the long term and isn't just reliant on you working so hard in the short term to keep bringing sales in. Question number four, where are we leaving money on the table? James Wedmore has this beautiful quote. I don't know where I came across it, probably on his podcast. And he says, you are always leaving money on the table, always. And I agree with this. 
Because there is always more ways you can serve your audience, more ways you can make sales, following up leads, making sure your audience knows which offer is the best fit for them, uh, knowing and making sure they know how it solves the problems they're experiencing, creating new offers to solve new problems that your audience is experiencing, re-engaging past students and clients and finding out what else you can help them with, asking your audience, what else do you need help with right now? And then creating those new offers that help them with what they want or reworking your old offers to better serve them where they're at right now. These are all some ways that you can stop leaving money on the table in your business. And I talk about this a lot more in Offer Less, Sell More, where I look at how you can uncover these untapped offer ideas within your business and build out an offer suite where your clients come back to buy from you again and again and again. Because it's so much easier to engage a past client than it is to constantly try to reach new people. If you're more about Offer Less, Sell More, send me a DM on Instagram. I'm there at stephtaylor.co. Send me OLSM, just one word, or head to stephtaylor.co slash OLSM. We'll pop the link to that in the show notes as well. Question number five, how can we increase course completion rates? Now, with all of my offers, I've always said, if you're going to sign up and let this course gather dust on your shelf of courses that you've bought, I would actually rather that you didn't sign up at all because it's really important to me that my students finish the courses they sign up for. And while our completion rates are pretty good already, they can always be better, right? And especially when one of the big hesitations coming up is I've bought so many courses that I don't use. So for me, it means looking at things like how can we help them to learn and apply the concepts better? You know, one of those ways is by catering to different learning styles. Some people learn better by watching a video. Some people learn better by listening. Some people learn better by reading a transcript. So for example, in Launch Magic, we give all three of those for each lesson to make sure that we are appealing to those different learning styles. I also look at how can we incentivize action. So for example, in Launch Magic, we have little mini challenges along the way where, for example, somebody can submit their lead magnet, their launch lead magnet that they've created. And if they submit it by the deadline, they go in to win a launch lead magnet review by me. That encourages somebody who is maybe spending a little while trying to be a perfectionist about their lead magnet to get it done and submitted so that I can potentially review it for them. And the caveat here, of course, as a course creator is that we can't force somebody to take action. And often taking action can be really terrifying. I have said this before. If you're a course creator, you are in the business of behavior change and behavior change is going to always be met with resistance, fear, procrastination, perfectionism, all of those things, because it is scary. It can be really scary. For example, the podcast launch plan, which is one of my courses that I have, I have given everybody everything that they need, all of the steps that they need to launch their podcast. But until they actually do the thing, they're not going to have a podcast. I've given them all of the steps that they need, but the whole process of recording, of publishing the episode, of putting themselves out there, that can feel really scary to somebody who's never done that before. Okay, question number six, the last one. What can we simplify? I find it really easy to come up with new ideas and add new things to the business. And my team are amazingly good at executing all of my millions of ideas that I come to them with. 
But I can often be a little bit too focused on adding new things and I forget to pause and evaluate whether all the new things are working, whether we need to remove them, whether we need to streamline things. And sometimes that can get a little messy and complicated and it can lead to us spending time on things that maybe shouldn't require as much time from us. And this also applies to anything where we've been overcomplicating. And sometimes I call myself out on this. For example, if I'm feeling overwhelmed in a launch, I will look at the master project plan that we have in ClickUp for that launch. And I will ask myself, where am I making this more complicated than it needs to be? And then I will remove any unnecessary tasks because simplicity is a good thing. It can be simple and still be successful. And we don't need to have all of the bells and whistles on every single launch for it to succeed. I've often been midway through a launch where I've been like, actually, you know what? Let's just scrap that part of it altogether because it's just adding too much extra stress to me or to my team. Okay, so there you have it. Six questions that I am reflecting on as we wrap up 2023 and head into 2024. If you have learned anything from this show, please take 30 seconds to leave a quick rating and a review in Apple Podcasts. I read every single one of them. It means so much to me when you do that. And if you're not already subscribed to the show, hit subscribe so you don't miss every brand new episode released every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Thanks so much for listening. Catch you next time. Mm -hmm.